Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Debbie Terman is joining us today. Debbie first walked in my store, Bark Avenue, one month after I opened, which was 11 and a half years ago. We instantly connected through the love that we both share for animals. She initially came in shopping for cute collars, our homemade baked treats, and toys. Little did she know she was going to adopt such life-changing habits for not only her dogs and her care, but for herself as well. She is here today to share some of the powerful lessons she has learned along the way from her experiences with her dogs in the past and what she has implemented now to transform the life of her family, herself, and of course, her amazing dog, Duke. Welcome, Debbie. I'm so glad you're here with us today. I'm fine. How are you, Tammy? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I wanted to see if we could maybe start a little bit about finding out about some of the dogs that you've had in the past and some of the things that, that you did to, you know, raise them. Okay. Since about, I think it was around 1990, we've uh, had uh, several dogs, uh, most of them labs. Our first one, Daisy, was a um, Australian Shepherd. And uh, we've, you know, I did all the things I thought I was doing right, like, you know, getting them vaccinated, getting her vaccinated every year, the heartworm medicines, had her on dry kibble, uh, then went to I'm thinking that was a really uh, good dog food. Uh, and But we've had three other labs since then. Duke is now our fourth lab. Awesome. You have a love for labs. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Okay. So, and then you also had, I think, Amber, Bailey, and Shelby. So was there mm-hmm. anything else that you did, say, with them? I guess you just kind of followed that same um, protocol. Yes. Yes. Okay. Getting them vaccinated annually, uh, heartworm medicine mm-hmm. and, uh, flea and tick treatments, things like that. Sure. Um, and yeah, well, and that that's typical because I think a lot of times as pet parents, we want to do what we are, what we feel is the best for our dogs. And whenever we hear our veterinarians say, this is what you need to do in order to have a healthy dog. You want to be able to check that list off and say, yep, I'm doing this, this, and this. So, um, but what was it that made you decide to do things a little differently? Well, I noticed they weren't the healthiest of dogs. Um, Chronic ear infections. Um, Daisy ended up with a really severe inner ear infection where she couldn't even stand up. Um, There was definitely a, um, a dull wiry coats, but I thought that was the way they were supposed to be when we started getting our labs, you know, uh, even though I bathed them and put good conditioners on there and, but they just weren't the healthiest dogs. There was a lot of trips to the vet mm-hmm. and a lot of follow-up trips to the vet. And when we got Duke, this was much later on after I had met you and been to your store and started learning about um, 
another choice of food and other alternatives, especially the food, I guess, is what I focused on. At first, I wasn't too sure about vaccines, things like that. Um, but I wanted to go a whole, whole new path with him. I just wanted him to be healthier, live as healthy and happy as possible. And um, after we got Duke, we learned with Shelby that she had lymphoma cancer. Mm. And she, um, you know, was getting very ill, lack of energy, slowing down. I noticed the coughing. Mm. So that's when it really, because we had just had her vaccinated. And I really feel like now after learning more, learning from you, learning, I I believe she was over vaccinated. And uh, that's how she ended up with lymphoma and and died a few months later. Mm. Um, So with, with Duke, we thought, okay. This is, we're definitely doing a whole new approach. So from the time we did start off with the food right off at eight weeks. And that's when I really began also to, to question um, all the vet appointments, all the vaccines. And I just went with your guidance on, you know, what we should do for things like, like heartworms. Yeah. So what were some of those things that you, I guess you learned and, and implemented that were different from what you'd done in the past? Well, learn that diet was key. And so that raw diet, um, his energy levels seemed to come up. When we first got him, he was he was sleeping quite a bit. But I know the breeder had him vaccinated. And, and then I think we did a, a little round of vaccines when we first got him. But he's now almost nine and has had, um, I don't think he's had any vaccines since he was about two. And he's been by far our healthiest dog, but I wanted to, um, you know, avoid the, the typical things I was doing in the past because I, I could see a difference. Yeah. Well, and I know that you and I had also talked about, um, like the, the spot on flea and tick, um, that you were applying, you were thinking, gosh, the warning label you had. Yes. Okay. The, the flea late, I mean, the, the flea collars, it oh. says on there, yeah. the typical flea collars, uh, not the ones we can get, the natural ones or to get at your store. Uh, it says like, wash your hands very, very good after applying uh, this flea collar to your sweet beloved pet. And I thought, oh, that's probably not very safe for him, you know, yeah. and what is, what is that doing to him in the long run? And then a friend that I have at work, um, she had applied the topical, which I've used that before in our other dogs and it kills anything within, I mean it, but she said her dog started having seizures immediately. And she said, okay, I'm not using that anymore. That's, she knew right away that that was not a safe thing to use on her dog. So, um, but I've learned that there's, their immune system can fight that if we're, you know, Supporting it. Supporting it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, again, a lot of pet parents, they don't realize that there is an alternative because the only thing that is suggested from a conventional veterinarian is to take the heartworm pills every month. Otherwise, they're going to be infested with these heartworms. And what is missed many times is how important it is to support the immune system through diet, le- you know, lessening their toxin load, exercise, you know, all of those things to where their body can actually 
fight it naturally. And I think we forget that our dogs are so closely related, you know, to the gray wolf. And think about gray wolves in nature. They're not played with heartworm disease. And you go, okay, why is that? Well, they're living in their element. They're eating the appropriate diet. They're eating a prey diet. They're not getting vaccinated. No one's dropping heartworm pills from a helicopter. You know, their immune system takes care of it. And so many times we forget is, you know, this little fluffy dog that sleeps in bed with us every night does have so much relationship, you know, 99.8% DNA to the gray wolf. So, yeah, that's a a very good point um, that, you know, just focusing on the immune system versus giving them all of the, the pesticides, et cetera. Yes. Uh, I've got to say Duke's been by far our, our healthiest dog. Uh, never at the vet, only for checkups. Uh, I think one time maybe he had to get a little stitch because he was playing with another dog and he got his lip caught and, you know, but it's, it's just, uh, he's amazingly healthy, has energy, has a super soft coat. Other people notice that too. And I've heard the comment many times, um, gosh, I wish our labs had a coat like this. This is soft, it's shiny, it's um, it's just, and he's playful, he's energetic. He, um, he ne- He's never had an ear infection. He's almost nine, and, he's ne- and he has not been on any heartworm his entire life. That's amazing. That and- always worried me that he was going to get it, and I, and, but he hasn't. We get the heartworm test to make sure, you know, he's safe and all that, but he's, He's had no heartworm medicine, no flea and tick medicine. Yeah. There's natural alternatives, which I guess from you. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned the coat, and that is one thing. I I have actually been around Duke when people have said, oh, my gosh, his coat is so soft. You know, and a lot of people think it's shampoo or something like that. But really, it starts from the inside and goes out. Um, And it is amazing. I know a a lot of people don't realize he's almost nine. I mean, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's in great shape. And the fact that you were plagued with ear infections with all of your other labs and he's never even had an ear infection that speaks volumes too. His ears are clean and white and there's no redness in them. And I was always having to check our other dogs because they were always red inflamed, angry looking ears. And it would just, I remember one bill from the vet that was one visit was close to $500. She had a horrible ear. And then the follow-up visits, it's, it's very expensive. And, uh, and, and Duke's had none. That's, that's awesome. Um, so you and I have also spoken at length about how implementing some of these changes with your pets has also kind of translated into how you live on a daily basis. And I thought maybe you could share a little bit about that as well. Uh, Yes. I was like really questioning what good grief. I'm seeing all the evidence with, with Duke and how healthy he's been. And um, then I thought, what am I putting in my mouth? (laughs) Yeah. What am I doing? There's got to be more natural alternatives. So I really started to make changes uh, about this, I guess about the same time we got Duke. And I've noticed a huge improvement in my health, um, eating more um, the whole the whole foods mm-hmm. and not uh, processed foods. And um, for dogs, I guess the processed foods would be all the dry kibble. But for mm-hmm. me, I eat more eat a lot of plant based foods, and 
Uh, I just had a coronary calcium scoring and got a zero, which is the best you can get. That's amazing. There's no plaque in any of my arteries. So they were very surprised. Usually, I guess they see a lot of that. Yeah. So there's the proof right there that what you're doing um, is, is having an impact. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's hard not to, you know, I, I talk to people all the time um, that maybe they're following either they are following more of a natural path themselves and they didn't make the correlation between doing that for their dog because as you know, humans, we know how to feed ourselves. We know how to take care of ourselves, but many times we, we get overwhelmed because we think, gosh, I don't really know what's best for my dog. So I got to trust my vet. And so what -hmm. happens is we place that trust in the vet when really we have all, all the information within us, you know, intuitively. And so a lot of times it's that light bulb of my gosh, this is what I've been doing with my family. Why am I doing something different with my dog? Or they, I have the situation where they are doing all these natural things for their dog. And then they realize like you did, oh my gosh, I need to really evaluate what I'm putting in my body because now I have a whole nother level of awareness. So I think it can really, you know, go both ways in that, you know, it holistically, we can support our entire family, including our, our four-legged friends. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you were to say maybe some of the things that you would like my listeners to know regarding what they can do to make a difference in their own pets, what would you, maybe just kind of a bullet list, what would you say would be so important for them to implement? First off, the high quality raw diet and I've had people ask me, when, when you say raw, are you talking about you go buy raw meat at the grocery store? And no, you get it from a trusted resource like shops like Bark Avenue, because in that raw meat, it's designed for the dogs with the, the amount of vegetables that they need or certain ones that they need, certain ones they don't need. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a perfect, a perfect, complete and balanced meal like that. It has the right ratio of meat, organ, bone, which is critical. Yes. Because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I just give them, you know, hamburger meat, raw hamburger meat. Well, then they're going to be lacking in calcium and, you know, other minerals. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, good point. The the diet, uh, the awareness, which I was really worried about not giving him vaccines, thinking he's going to get all these things. Sure, yeah. And I then I realized, oh, my gosh, when I was a kid growing up, we had round vaccines when I was little, but I don't get them every year. Right. And here I am giving our dogs annual vaccines. And then I'm, I've been reading more and more and learning that we're over vaccinating them. So their immune system's very compromised. And I would really caution everyone about the vaccines. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's very dangerous. They're, We've got to trust their immune systems and let their bodies fight. I mean, here Duke is heartworm free. Um, And if we want to make sure if we're really worried, we can do a titer test. And that just shows their amount of immunity for certain things like uh, if you're worried about rabies. And then I did learn once. Or parvo or distemper or adenovirus. Yeah. They, They did do way back, I think I heard about a, a, uh, a study they did on rabies and that's why it switched from one year to three years. Cause they realized, Oh, they still have a lot of immunity, but 
the reason it's three years is because they didn't continue the study. And so actually when the, in, in all reality, it could go their entire lifetime where they don't need another rabies shot. The wolves don't get them. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we, we have that, oh my gosh, well, what do I do? You know, it's, it's the law and, you know, all of that. And it is a, it is a touchy subject. Um, it is the only vaccine that is required by law. Um, and so we do have to be careful about that. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's your animal um, and you can feel empowered to, you know, take some of that ownership and decide for yourself. And, you know, I can, I can help you too with, you know, some resources to support that, um, that you're welcome to reach out, you know, to me. But, but the other thing I do want to mention about the rabies law, just real quick without getting into too much um, here is um, it is a colorable law. And when I say that, it means that it's there, it's put in place to benefit the people that are making money. And so if you think about who that is, we're talking about the pharmaceutical companies and, you know, the veterinarians, all the people that are gaining, um, you know, wealth, uh, uh, you know, or something from that. So, and I do realize there's a lot of places that require it. So it is a touchy subject, but for Debbie, she's made a decision that that is not, is no longer necessary because she actually um, had titers run on Duke and he was, he had plenty of immunity to everything. Um, And so, you know, we got to think about, is it more about the vaccination, the, you know, the jab of the syringe, or is it more about immunity? And that's where, you know, I think it's important for us to really look at, you know, because that's the end result that we're looking for is immunity. Um, And titers can help show that. And I've even found a couple of, um, and there may be more, I believe it's catching on maybe a little more slowly than we'd like it to, but there's some uh, uh, kennels uh, like Duke loves to play at Animal America. And they have told me, says, we accept titer tests. If you show them a titer test and they see immunity, he can go there and play with all the other dogs and, and they are not worried about um, him having rabies. Yeah. And that's a very good point. I think it's important sometimes whenever you, you know, are going somewhere um, whether it's a groomer or a um, boarding facility, is to ask, you know, um, do you accept titer tests in lieu of, you know, further vaccinations? And some do. And so, you know, that could be another way to try to avoid some of the the chronic disease that, you know, sometimes can plague dogs after getting repeated vaccinations. The other thing I think, you know, we've talked about, Debbie, is how you know, when you do come up with, you know, a little situation here and there, whether it be diarrhea or a limping leg or, you know, um, I know you've, you've contacted me many times and, and we've talked about, oh, give him this or whatever. So I wanted to maybe talk to you or have you talk a little bit about what you've learned through that process? Oh, yes. There's always, I mean, you might leave the vet's office and then just want to cry. Um, plus there's, they want to run several tests. Um, I know they wanted to with uh, one of our dogs. They're, they were going to be very expensive, but I've learned since then there's there's always an alternative. Um, homeopathy, like I just saw it like, what, this week with mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. sister-in-law's little four and a half pound poodle that one morning just all of a sudden had bloody diarrhea. 
and she was worried sick. And but fortunately, um, you know, we were together. Tammy was here. She gave her a, uh, put her on doses of this. I think it was arsenicum album, mm-hmm. and uh, she, it was easy for her to give. And I think it was cleared up within a day. Maybe yeah. I mean, it, it, she improved immediately, but it was completely gone within that evening. Yeah. 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 And then some of the conventional medicines, you know, you're, you're keep applying it, applying it, and then you call, it's just not working. And, but, uh, yeah, it, it cleared up immediately. The, um, you know, she's made full recovery. Um, yeah. And we were even talking about how, you know, um, people, you know, even in the family, you know, have spent thousand, you know, a thousand dollars at the vet because their dog had bloody diarrhea, you know, um, running tests and giving antibiotics and everything else. And, and yeah, it may stop the diarrhea, but it also, when you're giving antibiotics, you're, you're actually destroying all the gut, um, bacteria, good and bad. And our dogs need all that. That's so important for their immune system. So with homeopathy, you're able to give them a a remedy that actually um, helps balance out whatever body part that is, whether it's the gut, the leg, you know, whatever that is, um, without compromising the gut bacteria or the immune system. Yes. It seemed like it went right to the source, right to the problem, fixed that without just treating a symptom. Exactly. Debbie, is there anything else you can think of that would be good for anyone to know, um, just, you know, in summary? Well, I really wish that I would have learned about natural alternatives, uh, such as the raw diet, homeopathy, um, the other alternatives, the vaccines. I really wish I'd learned about a long time ago. I feel like we would have had a lot better outcome with our, our other dogs. Um, I can see that now in Duke, uh, just, uh, I wished I hadn't even given him any vaccines when we first got him, but, uh, still in the long run, he's by far been our healthiest dog. Um, it's just going forward though. That's a, that's a, a good lesson to learn, even though it hurts, but it's a good lesson to learn that, um, there's other, uh, other ways to do it. We're just going to stick with the, the raw meat diet, uh, along with, um, you know, watching titers if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, we still are seeing no ear, ear infections. He's very playful. He's happy, has a lot of energy and he's, he's about to turn nine. And, uh, I know we've in the long run have saved so much money going this way. I know the food costs more, but oh my gosh, we've saved thousands and thousands of dollars in vet bills. When he goes to the vet, they're just checking him. They'll do lab work. They're just make sure he's where he needs to be. Um, I think the only thing they said this last time says maybe you might get a little bit of weight off of him. <laughs> you know, my, my husband likes to give him treats. Yeah, Duke is the professional beggar. I'm not going to um, yeah. lie on that because I know for a fact I've I've watched him. I babysat him at the store before and. I know that face. It's hard to say yes. no to. He also shoplifts, which is. Yes, he does. Yeah, he knows exactly where everything up. is. Yes. Um, well, I, I think this has been very um, powerful, Debbie. I know it's hard. Um, you and I were talking about this, how hard it is. 
to talk about some of the dogs that, you know, you've lost over the years that, you know, you think about, you, you know, you wish you should have, would have, could have. And the bottom line is you did the very best you could do for them with everything you knew at that time. And I really hope that I can also convey that message to other people, because I think we tend to beat ourselves up, um, kind of wishing we could go back in time. But the good news is you can learn from that. Use those dogs. You just, I'm sorry, use that experience from the, the dogs that you loved um, to kind of propel you to make decisions that are going to really support the immune system of those, those sweet babies since they're in your care. And I love that you've been able to kind of embrace that. And again, Duke is the picture of health and and it speaks volumes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, it it definitely is a good lesson to learn because yeah, I I see so many people and they love their pets dearly and they want to do the best. And, um, and there is some very good natural alternatives out there and um, there's so much hope. Yeah. And I feel like uh, that is so key and because a lot of times uh, you won't hear that hope when you're at the vet's office and you're um, getting these diagnoses and um, there, there's just a lot better way to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just helping people see there's a different way. And if you are interested, you know, in maybe trying to take a step towards that journey, you can always reach out to me um, through my website, barkavenuemarket.com. Um, you can request a consultation or ask a question. Um, I also work with a um, homeopathic vet, Dr. Todd Cooney. Um, his website is Natural Animal Consulting. Um, he and I work really well together. And so there are people out there that can help support you through this journey and getting your animals in the best shape possible. So um, thanks again, Debbie. I appreciate you sharing your amazing story with us today. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.